Oh. All smooth sailing and according to plan here on Oddities. That's right. Also, it's uh, we were Cassie and I were just talking offline about the Conjuring House. It's guess how much is up for sale? I know it's one point two mil. That's ridiculous. That is absurd, and somebody's gonna buy it. A thousand percent. It's not even a big house. One point two mil. I wait. Oy, okay, wait. Wait. Oy. First of all, welcome back to Oddities, everybody. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi, I'm Cassie. Hi, <laughs> Anna. And welcome back to Strange Town, and welcome newcomers of Strange Town. As per usual, check out our social media information in the description. Also, check out our merch store, also linked in the description. Our email address is there as well, if you'd like to write in, because today is a listener's episode, and we love hearing from you all. Woo. And, um... There was something... Oh, our Patreon! If you'd like to donate to our show, you can do so for as low as a dollar a month, and you get a bonus episode every week. And access to all former episodes. That's right. So, we adore... Well, I, I mean, I guess we could talk about how we are, but I actually honestly didn't save anything for this one. We're recording back-to-back. Right. I'm, And I'm just reading this article about this. Do you know the Lizzie Borden house... <laughs> Sold for $1.7 million. Oh my god, I believe it. We just need to go to New England. Like, I feel like there's several stops up there that, like, we need to hit. Yeah. Mm. But th- this is a great question. How do you price a famously haunted house? How indeed. There's Maybe there's, like, a Kelly Blue Book, like they have for cars, but, like, for haunted houses. Yeah, like, how did... I know they sold the Amityville Horror House. Like, how much did that go for? Probably in the millions. Probably. Either that or, like, I feel like it goes two ways, right? Like, either dirt cheap or, like, for so much money. I feel like nowadays, first of all, this fucking housing market, okay? I know. Second of all, like, I feel like people are, like, cooler with haunted shit now. They're like, yeah, haunted shit. Whereas before, everybody was like, get the priest. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, you know? So, like, you know, I think it's, like, also, like, an interesting reflection, like, sociocultural, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've definitely started leaning more towards the macabre now big time and the occult and all things spooky and scary spookalabookala spookalabook they they said the seller said they will be picky about who buys the house but they have overnight visits and day tours that they run right now i didn't know that oh well that's interesting if i'm gonna do one at all it's gonna be the overnight one and they said that it will the day tours will continue until at least halloween this year Wow. So anyway, a little background, guys. The reason we're talking about this is because one of our listeners wrote in and said, hey, like the Conjuring House is for sale. You guys should go check it out, pretending to be interested buyers, and then just go and talk shit about the Warrens the whole time. Which is, if you've been listening for a long time, we love to do that. Fuck the Warrens. I'm going to take it one step further, though. I think we have to dress like Lorraine Warren while we're doing it. Oh, my God. (laughs) The I don't Victorian know where, princess energy. <laughs> right. Where are we going to get anything that has ne- that the neck goes up that high? And then the, the ruffles. Oh, God. So many ruffles. Wow. Oh Those God. people who own that house are going to make a fortune. So much fucking money. I'm about to start shit around here. Million. So, like, we can sell shit and then, like, you know. <clears throat> abscond with millions. Dude, big time, like. I'm just going to lawyer and make it, like, airtight, and it'll all be good. It'll all be good. It's all good. There it is. That's it. 
Um, anyway, big fan of the concept, and yeah, yeah. and honestly. Big shout out to whoever told us that it's up for sale because that's a fucking great idea. That person consistently writes in with great ideas. I gotta be honest. It's big I fan. It. I love it. I love it. By the way, everybody, a lot of times, well, we we do split like the, you know, writing to people a lot. If you mm-hmm. if you hear from us and it's like five something in the morning, it's me. It's Cassie. <laughs> it's me, and I'm I'm messaging you from my exercise bike. <laughs> If it's probably late at night or in the middle of the day, it's me. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. So Just from, in case like, you guys were curious. From the hours of like 5 to like, I don't know, maybe 11.30 or 12 noon, it's me. And then after yeah. that point and into the evening, it's Anna. It's me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, today is another listener's episode. We love hearing from you with all of your spooky, strange, bizarre, cool, really awesome stories. And we just love hearing from you, period, even if you don't have a story to share. But if you do, email to us, message us on our social media accounts. We're not on Twitter very much, so maybe don't do that. Yes. Yeah, I I don't think... um, I think we pretty much abandoned Twitter at this point. We're we're Instagram and Facebook all the way, baby. Yeah, also Twitter's a cesspool. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. Do you want to start it or... Anna's tackling the emails. I'm tackling the social. Yes. And we have a short one and two long ones. So, because I enjoyed this because we talked about animal perceptiveness. So we received an email that said, we have a dog, May. She's a 12 year old lab border collie mix. She's a sweetie. She sounds like she She sounds like a sweetie. When she sees my husband or son's car pull in the driveway when they come home from work, she goes to the door to the garage to greet them. She will stand there and stare at the door until they come in. There have been times when I'll be in the kitchen making dinner and she'll run to the door and stare at it. I know they're both still at work and there's no one there, but just the act of her staring at the door makes me think someone is in the garage and freaks me out. She's done it a few times. What does she know that I don't? (laughs) That is the question and spookala bookala indeed. That is. Also, my, in my parents' old house, he used to, my dog used to look out the, the front window and then go to the garage when somebody was coming home. Here's my question. If they're so perceptive, how come when he would see a squirrel out the front window and I would take him outside, he would pretend like this is a whole new place and he wasn't just looking out the front window? Dude. I don't know, because Donut pulls some similar... I feel like Donut is a genius in certain aspects. Yes, that's how I feel about Ted. Okay, right. And then and then the rest of it, I'm like, God, Donut, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it it just is so crazy to me that he can see a car pulling into the driveway. And it's like, oh, like, family! Yeah. Go to the garage door, so he knows that's the front of the house. But when yep. we go to the front of the house... Suddenly he's like, oh, I, well, I wasn't barking at anything out here. What year Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Dude. So. Yeah. Anyway. That's a fun one. It's a good point. Yes. I love that. That would spook me out too. Donuts, Donuts scared me before because like she'll just like decide to lose her mind as if somebody's coming home and it'll be like 100% in the middle of the day. And I'm like, well, there's absolutely nobody here except yeah. for me. And And the delivery people don't come up to the door because we have a bridge and it's not in amazing shape so they don't drive across it right but it just feels like that does you know that well now that we live in an apartment building ted's like people can come up they lob packages on my porch and nothing he just sleeps i'm like you dope damn it ted (laughs) anyway so here's another story we have 
Mm. Starts off with, hey, gals, which is my favorite. Love that. That's us. Apparently, we're the, this is from the one, the listener, the one, the The listener that wrote in about uh, their grandmother and uh, the article with the family. With that creepy, like, Amish family with no eyes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently that's coming. So here's some stories from this this listener. It says, this first one takes place a few years ago. I live near a park that has a creek and almost a mini forest. Love that. Big Love fan. that. Love that. I spend a lot of time wandering around looking for frogs and deer and dogs to pet. This is also a popular place for people to do illegal substances. Ah. <laughs> uh. We're on two very different ends of the spectrum there. You sure are. We got frogs and dogs and deer and illegal substances. Substances. (laughs) Okay. It's a popular place for people to do illegal substances and rituals, usually performed by local teens trying their hands at Ouija boards and stuff they've seen online. Yeah. Oh, it's us. Feels right. It's us. Yeah, exactly. One day, while I was walking down the trail around late afternoon, something caught my eye. Off the path, there was what looked like a park bench surrounded by chairs from what looked like outdoor seating areas and an armchair. This feels very Juno-like. Big time. It was set up like a dinner would be, but there were burned remains of something that had a horrible smell, discolored spots, and symbols that I didn't recognize. Get out of there. Get out of there. It's a a dark Alice in Wonderland energy. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus. The most evil tea party of all time. Yeah, the most fucked up tea party. The whole area had a surreal feeling about it, like I had walked into something I wasn't supposed to be seeing. This area is close to the main street, but for some reason I couldn't hear any cars or people anymore. It was deathly silent. Oh, God. Oh, oh. I could hear someone talking almost right in my ear, but when I jerked my head back and turned around, there wasn't anyone there. I was going to chalk it up to some kind of echo hearing thing, but I could feel breath hitting my ear with the hair moving around it slightly. Thinking that I was just I, going I crazy or lack of sleep. I set oh. off donut in a big way doing that. There goes donut. Just carry on. A delivery man approaches. Just go on without us. It's fine. Thinking that I was just going crazy or lack of sleep, I walked closer to the chair at the head of the table. It was a... <laughs> Is that Corey? Yeah. Oh, it was a huge armchair upholstered with red fabric and black wood, of course. Oh. It looked like a chair you'd see in a horror movie. That sounds right. That sounds right. There is a horror movie called, like, The Sofa or something, and it's about, like, a man-eating sofa. Just a side note. It's almost as terrifying as that movie Teeth. Remember that movie? Christ, do I ever. All right. (laughs) Sorry. Continue on. Sorry. So before I could reach the chair, I felt a hand on my arm and turned, but there wasn't anyone there. I felt the breath against my ear again, and it was too much. I got the hell yes, out of there. Yes, I agree. That is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get the fuck out of town. I came back a few days later with my younger sister, but there wasn't anything there. There weren't even dents in the grass where the table and the chairs were. Not a branch was out of place. As I said before, I don't believe in everything is paranormal or whatever, but it was super creepy. Props to whoever put that setup together. <laughs> I mean, God bless. Props indeed. That sounds like a big glitchy energy. Yes, that I agree with. Doesn't it? Like, oh, I'm, I'm in this place. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm not. Oh, there's somebody touching me, but there's not. Yeah. It's the breathing does. in the ear that's that's doing it for me. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't like that feeling. No, 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 no. I don't no. even like people we're, whispering we're... to me, like people that I know. I hate that. No, I also am not a big fan of ASMR 
for that exact reason. I, only, I don't like it. I only like it when we do it on our show when we're drunk. <laughs> well, I like it if it's like a bottle or something. Like if it's just like a pop sound or whatever it is. But I don't like like people like just like whispering. That's gross. I don't like that. It is kind of gross and weird to me. Like it makes me like um. It makes my like. It makes me like get, cringy, like, like skin crawly. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. 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 Nasty. So. Anyway. My other story takes place after my father-in-law died. Aww. He was living with myself, my wife, and her brother. We had all moved in to help take care of him while he was going through chemotherapy and dealing with dementia. Oh, Jesus. God. When he passed, it was in his sleep in his room. After the funeral, my wife and I took a few days off work to mourn and try to get used to the house being so empty. When he was alive, he would do random things at night, like check on us while we were sleeping, like he had done when we were kids, wander around the house, and move random stuff. One night, my wife was asleep and I was watching TV, winding down when I heard footsteps on the stairs. No. They didn't sound like her brother's, as I could hear him snoring in his room not far down the hall. Oh, well, that's a good point. Okay. They were oddly familiar footsteps that I never thought I would hear again. We sleep with our door closed to keep the cats from bothering us while we sleep, but I could hear the footsteps stop in front of our door. Thinking it was someone who broke into our house, I reached down to grab my unsharpened machete... <laughs> Glad you have a machete, though. Good thinking. <laughs> Step one, always grab a weapon, blunt or exactly. otherwise. <laughs> and laid there, waiting to surprise whoever it was. The doorknob turned, but there was no shadow of someone standing there, not a hand on the knob. The door creaked open a few inches, then closed again, but there wasn't a person there. I would have wet my I pants. Got up, I absolutely would have. Absolutely. Just everything. I got up and peeked out, nothing. I searched the whole house and checked on my brother-in-law. He was out cold, snoring away, and there wasn't anyone else in the house. The doors were bolted and locked like I had left them. The only thing that I noticed was a few little things that were out of place, like the door to the cabinet where he kept his medication was open and some of his comics were on a different table. I heard the steps again. They were still upstairs. I went up as fast and quietly as I could, and I saw the door to my father-in-law's old room slowly open and close, and then everything went silent again. I sat on the steps watching the door, but it didn't move the rest of the night. I woke up to my wife shaking me awake. I fell asleep on the steps watching for intruders. When I told her about what had happened, she said she had a dream that her father had come to her to say hi and to let her know that he was checking in. He came by a few times afterward, calling out my wife's name when we would go to the store, like he wanted us to grab something, and his comics moved all the time. The door even opened and closed at night. We have moved since, and the activities have stopped for the most part. That's spookalabook, but also, like, weirdly comforting. But also, I would have absolutely evacuated all my bodily fluids. Right, yeah. Just like, my I mean, bodily fluids would have evacuated the dance floor. Big time. Big evacuation. Like, I would have I, shit. But it is, like, knowing, I think knowing that that's what it is, is very calming. But at the time, if I hadn't known... Yeah, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, I think, like, context is everything in something like this. Like, yeah, you know, like, knowing that th these were, like, familiar footsteps and, like, it's kind of like the familiar path. It sounded like he used to walk and, yeah. you know, throughout the house and stuff. Like, that's helpful. <laughs> if this was if this was just, a, like, a random, I don't know, like, maybe, like, staying at a friend's place or something like that, and I heard that shit. Panic. No. No, we're giddy on up in and we're giddy on outing. On we're, out not do we're, we're not doing that. No, not today. So that's very cool. That's, oh, that, that's a great story, but it's both of them. Very yeah. spook. 
thank you for sharing with us. That was Spookalabook indeed. Yeah, thank you. I also just thought of the idea of like, he's just like opening and closing his door like he's going back in. Yeah. Like that's, that seems, <laughs> it's like so sweet and sad at the same time. It is a bittersweet. Yeah. It is a bittersweet. <laughs> but right, it is. So we have, it's nice. Yeah. And we have one final story from the emails. Okay. And this this story starts off hot. Oh, okay. All right. My husband ran into a murderer. Oh, my God. I, all right. I'm so glad we're talking about this one. Ah! Okay, okay. Go ahead. All right. Specifically, he attended a few classes as, at his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy with one. So this is a bit of a long story. Back in late 2007, there were a series of rapes and attempted rapes that happened at the University of Nevada, Reno. They made the news, but didn't seem to be a priority case, so they felt like third-page stories. I fucking hate that they don't seem like priority cases. I know. I know. Don't get me started. Then 20-year-old Brianna Dennison went missing in January of 2008. She disappeared from a friend's house that was near the UNR campus, leaving behind her purse, identification, cell phone, and a bloodstain. The police started taking things pretty seriously pretty quickly. They found male DNA on the couch that had the bloodstain, and it was linked to the rapes that had taken place at UNR. Tangent alert, there was a major outcry at learning there was a three-year backlog on testing of rape kits. This makes me so fucking mad. My blood just boils every time I think of this. This is a national. Us fucking too. This is a national crisis. Like it is, it is everywhere you go in the U.S. I don't know. I can't speak for other countries it's, and stuff, but the backlog for rape kits is insane. And I like back when I was studying forensics, this like, this made me so freaking angry hearing about this because these should absolutely be a priority. Yes. Also, if that's the case, do not give anyone shit for not reporting. Yes, exactly. Like, can we? I don't know. Not make people feel ashamed to do that because like look at what you're fucking doing you're dragging your fucking heels they have to move on with no fucking answers it's all injustice and it's all bullshit yes and there you have it <sighs> fucked up anyway they found poor brianna almost a month after she disappeared in a ditch behind a commercial business park oh, mm. God. some poor guy was on a lunch break and noticed a bright orange fabric sticking out of a mess of dumped tree limbs they ended up being the socks that brianna was wearing when she was kidnapped they were still on her feet. That's after match. That's what? quite the lunch break for that person. Oh my god! Oh my god! I hope he went home. I hope he didn't I go back really to work. I really hope he went home. Yeah. Jesus. After matching up the DNA and interviewing the rape victims, they were able to put together a description of the suspect. It took them nearly a year to find and arrest the guy. Mm. His name is James Michael Biela. A friend of his girlfriend turned him in to secret witness. There we go. There Shout we go. Out. There we go. Needless to say, I don't have a terribly, terribly high opinion of our local police. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking mood this email is. <laughs> After he was arrested and it made the headlines for days on end, and it was confirmed that his DNA matched what was found on Brianna and the other rape victims, my husband turned to me and said, I'm not surprised. He was a really weird guy. I, of course, was floored. <laughs> <laughs> the most casual statement. <laughs> Which, by the way, I gotta say this, that's the most man shit I've so, ever heard. So, that is such a dude thing, yeah. <laughs> to turn and just be totally calm. Like, like yeah. just be like, I'm not that surprised. Makes, that it was makes a weird, sense. He was a really weird guy. He was, was a weird dude. <laughs> but also, big shout out to your husband, that's remember, a mood. I remember reading this email and just laughing so hard at that part. 
At the time, my husband was a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think it may have been purple. Can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) One one of the colors. (laughs) Anyway, he was either teaching a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class or attending one, and this guy would periodically show up. He was very quiet, but just had a way about him that made the few women and many of the guys in attendance keep their distance. Trust your gut, gang. Dude, big time. He stopped showing up to class, and the hub said he didn't think anything of it until he saw him on the news. The hub's final say on it, you just never know. (laughs) You just never know indeed. That sums it up. What I find terribly scary is that because there are always events going on in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community, I could very well have made small talk with this man and not even known it. I don't think he stuck around Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu long enough to attend anything, but there have been other people who are attracted to the sport I've come across that seem to have questionable motives and lack something behind the eyes. Dude, lights are on, but no one's home. That's right. That is it. And this, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. I have other stories about killers, but mine don't really count because they all take place after they were convicted, so I've only spoken to them on the phone. Criminal law is terrible, by the way. (laughs) And a nice mic drop at the end. (laughs) That's right. They still count. They do. They totally count. I want to hear about those if you're open to it. And also, I want you just never know tattooed on my forehead. Yeah, yep. That's exactly right. Because <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying, man. You just never fucking know. Either you don't or, know anybody. Either that or it makes sense. He was a pretty weird guy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not surprised. He was a pretty, he was a really pretty weird guy. I want that one. Oh, I, I mean, love that. honestly, like, I think I can say in my life that I've met some people, and if I saw them on the news, I also wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got... You know what I mean? Actually, I feel a rather substantial list. <laughs> like, more people yeah. than I should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A big chunk of them we went to high school with. That's exactly right. That is, that, like, yeah. literally, I think probably, like, 60, 70% of the people on the list. Uh, there are two or three people I met in college, and I'm like, ooh, something's yeah. not right. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. Ooh, yikes, 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 yikes. Yeah, right. But thank you for sending in that wonderful email. Also, it's I read that email when it came in, and then I haven't read it since. So literally all my laughter is genuine. I know. That's the same for me. Like, all of these emails, we read them immediately and respond, like, within one or two days, usually. And But then we don't touch them again until we do the listeners episode, and we literally gather them up, like, two minutes before we're going to record Literally. So it's like hearing it all for the first time again. I love Which it. Is, it's so fun. I love it. Um, I'm not surprised. He was a really weird guy. <laughs> I know. All right. So I, I have a couple from um, our Instagram account. This person. First of all, what is it with all of our listeners being like excellent writers and just like really yeah. amazing to, to converse with? I'm just saying. And also hysterical. You guys so, are way funnier than us. So funny. So, all right. So this one. Uh, I think actually, I think they gave me permission. This is from Theris, and I had to ask how to pronounce that because <laughs> so, I didn't want to cool. fuck it up. Very cool. So um, this is in response. The, the first message from them is re- in response to the episode called Glitches in the Matrix. Oh, we love that episode. We do. That's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. That's, anyway. that's a rogue bandit episode. So they start by saying, so for starters, absolutely love the podcast you two run. Oh, shucks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And then they hit send. And then they sent another message. And this is now a two-part message. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. I can so relate. Uh, yeah, anyway, me too. 
The banter and tangents betwixt you two is phenomenal. Betwixt? Betwixt. I know. Goddamn. That's nice, right? That's nice. Oh, beautiful. Some flavor. Now, to get to my point for messaging. <laughs> it's somewhere around 2009, give or take a year. Ah, uh, I remember it well. Oh, what a time to be alive. TikTok just came out on the radio from Kesha. And we never stopped hearing it. And we never stopped. Um, okay. Now there's an app called TikTok. What the fuck is happening? Tell me how she didn't sue them. A great question. Okay. Like, I mean, really, like, I would they even, they spell it the way It's spelled the same way. I would have sued the shit out of them. But in my mind, I'm I'm out to sue everybody. So, okay. Anyway, back to the story. Kesha seems tired. Kesha has gone through a lot. So, she um, has. Support for Kesha. So, Theris says. My best friend at the time and I are sitting in my room on a futon playing a game eating pizza. You know, sounds like a great night. That does. Uh, so his phone starts ringing. He looks down, picks it up from where it was sitting betwixt us, and laughs, mm. saying, butt dialing me? I glance over at him with a confused expression and see that the caller ID and number are mine before looking oh. down at my phone. That's also betwixt us, not half a foot from where his was, or was. He drops his phone with a nervous laugh. What the fuck? At this point, we're confused and a little unnerved. So I pick up my phone, open it, and the line is connected as if the call had already been answered on his end. It lasts for just enough time for me to notice that before the call is ended from his phone, still on the floor from where he dropped it. That's, That's terrifying. Bukala, bukala, like in all capital letters. Also, I guess, okay, this is... In 2009, so phones are not as, like, high-tech as they are now. So the chances of that happening right, right, as, like, a mistake in the wiring seems very unlikely. Like, I had flip phones and shit. I wasn't butt-dialing anybody, and the phone was right in between them. So, like, no. Right. You know, unless they, like, leaned over while they were playing the game or something. But I don't, I mean... But I, even then... Like, the way that this this is... This person, I believe, is extremely honest. Like, there's no way for it to have happened. It also doesn't... It's not... The likelihood of you opening the screen and the screen being like, oh, there's a line connected, is crazy. Uh, Dude, I know. I know. It's totally bananas. Because you're like, what the fuck? And I feel like the more I think about it, the more it's freaking me out. (laughs) This is like the, the biggest glitchy energy. (laughs) <laughs> like of all what the hell this this feels very um because in the matrix they answer the phone and then they go this feels very like yeah, that i know like this is very i know oh and yeah. i just have to say this before Spooky. i get to their their next story that they shade that they shade with us that they shade that they shade with us that they shared with us they have a way cooler sign off than why than we do because the sign off is life is a canvas paint your strange Get out. Fuck me up. How cool is that? And meanwhile, that we're like, stay cool. strange. <laughs> Just two dopes. That's it. I'm telling you. We've That's said it. it before. We'll say it again. You guys are cooler and funnier than us. You're better than all of us. Okay. So their second story is called The Timeless Field. Oh, God. I know. I know. Okay. I feel like I'm going to melt. I, I know. I'm already melting. Okay. In my younger years, and for about a decade and a half, I grew up near... Yeah, I read that right. I grew up near a field spanning about two city blocks. This field is still untouched by the ongoing modern construction in the area, despite attempts to sell it off and build upon it. 
Amidst this field, there had been only two houses built at opposing ends and one oddly placed cinder block garage in the center that had been there before all else. So, the first house. The days recollected slash of note from my time in early grade school slash elementary are few. Oh, well, you like that I'm reading the slashes. (laughs) Also, I just love that sentence. A beautiful sentence. I know. I know, right? Anyway, of them, a good majority bear ties to this field. I remember sitting on the bus as it went through the motions of driving back roads to drop off its cargo of kids after school. This has big Montgomery energy, does it not? Yes. That's where we grew up, folks, in case you haven't listened to the Montgomery Township, New Jersey episode, which we were like wee babies when we recorded that. I know, and now looking back at it, I'm like, should we go back and really dig through Montgomery's history? Dude, we tried, or I I mean, I tried to do a pretty good dig, and like, I just got the axe on everything. But yeah, I'm down to try it again. Fuck it. All right. So, uh, cargo of kids after school. (laughs) More or less uninterested in the goings-on within the metal machine, and encompassed more in daydreaming, as one might be in such a scenario. Mood. Yeah. Amongst those on uh, board, or on board, aboard. (laughs) I'm bored. <laughs> there was one person that drew my attention. A childhood crush and the first of mine that comes to mind. Oh, dear. This is sweet, sweet love. My first childhood crush was Steve from Blue's Clues. There, it's out there. I've said there it. There it is. It's out in the open. All right. Also, did you see the video of him when he came back? Yes. So yes. charming. Just right into my heart. Just I like know. a little hug directly on my heart. Okay, so anyway. It's just what we needed. Dirty blonde waves of hair framed about a freckled face set with celestial blue eyes that seemed to bear more to her than age might dictate. Okay, Nicholas oh Sparks. Oh, my God. I remember pulling away from daydreaming to notice the turning of her head and adjusting of her eyes to meet with mine. My mind, devoid beyond the thought of how pretty she was, I recall smiling. She returned a smile in kind. The bus now stopped at the corner of this field, where a driveway overhung with trees bearing thick canopies met the road. I turned, looking outside, making note of how away from the usual scenery this area had always been. Captivating in a way the unknown can be, and picturesque in uniqueness. I returned my view to where she'd been sitting. Now walking up the aisle with her bag and gentle smile, she stopped where I was sitting, leaned down, and kissed me. Thank (gasps) you. In quotes, thank you, as if she said it. Or this person said it. I think she said it. Probably. With the best of attempts to gather details outside of that moment from my mind, it seems they are for naught. No rumble of the bus's engine, no clatter of school supplies and bags, no children talking and yelling, no birds outside. Nothing. She proceeded to make her way off the bus and down the drive, turning once with a subtle smile. I remember then thinking how different she seemed from the other kids, more aware of self, content in existence, at peace. That was the last time I saw her. The last what? time the I know. The last time the bus stopped at the end of what was now an overgrown driveway, aged beyond reason. Those trees had been so, that had been so green, blossoming with the season, now hollow and dry, bare of their foliage enough now that one might catch a glimpse of what used to be a perfectly normal upkept home, but now was desolate and decrepit. I couldn't make sense of it, and for whatever reason, any inquiry of her was met with either confusion as to whom I was talking about or bewilderment. You may know the kind. When an adult hears some kid asking of things beyond their years or of things that they shouldn't necessarily be privy to. I decided after some time to forego the approach of asking anyone else and simply walk from my home less than a mile away across this field and investigate, possibly introduce myself. 
The traversing of this field had and has always been an experience unto itself, as recounted by myself and those that have been with me. More expansive than it appears, the reeds and grass being significantly taller than they seem. Time just not operating as it should within. As I approach the house, it continues to appear as it had prior from the bus window. Abandoned. Trees, bushes, vines, and all manner of plant. Plants, I was going to say. Plants. Plants. Plants reclaiming the structure and the grounds on which it resides. Current context. As this place remains as it was, I left that day perplexed. A couple years later, I convinced, with little effort, two friends to investigate further and explore the house. Mood. That's me. <laughs> yep. We approached the front of the house, which isn't recognizable as the front, much less a house unless one is within 20 feet of it or so. Uh, beyond that distance, only appearing as a grove of dense trees and plant life. With the front door off its hinges, we could see inside. Holes in the wall and things scattered about the floor mixed with leaves. We continued inside only to find that, though apparently abandoned, nothing had been taken. A fully furnished house bearing unmoved furniture and appliances. The floor littered with clothes, toys, books, films, etc. All manner of belongings covered in years of dust. I recall walking across the living room towards a desk trying to divulge what had transpired. The desk sat, as all else did, dust-ridden. A myriad of papers about it, though I don't recall what. What of? Drawers bearing medicinal supplies caught my eyes. As of all things to leave without, these aren't usually amongst the list. A significant number of IV bags and accompanying tubes. Prescription bottles still containing pills. A number of unused hypodermic needles. An entire house still bearing the contents of a home. Minus one family. The end. Shoinks. I know, and I actually wrote, I was like, is this a true story? <laughs> because it was like... Is it? Yes, it is. Isn't that bananas? Because I was like, holy wow. shit, this is so wild. And also, first of all, also so well written. What is your profession? Their what profession, do you do? Their profession is unknown, but they are an incredible writer. The, because whatever your profession is, stop doing what you're stop doing that and, and become just write a writer. Because <laughs> yeah, right. that was that story was captivating. I know. Wasn't that incredible? So I uh, again, I think like this was actually a rather glitchy listeners episode overall because that that has glitch vibes to me. But also, also ghosts, but also like what? And this is another one where the more I think about it, the more I'm like, what the fuck? I know. Like, I feel like after we're done recording, I'm going to get off and then my eyes are going to do the thing that your eyes do right. after glitches. Yeah. And I'm just going to be chameleoning over here. The chameleon eyes. Yeah. All chameleon eyes. All chameleon eyes. Yeah. I, I feel. It's just crazy. I, I, also, the description of the the girl. I know. And then for her to get off the bus and he's just like never sees her again. Kisses them and then she leaves. That's fucking wild. I know. I know. Um so I I don't really know. You know what I actually like just popped into my head right now. Two independent listeners wrote in, right? One mm. going through like that spookalabookala forest seeing that crazy setup and then the setup was gone. <laughs> and then this person on the school bus, like, having this interaction with this chick and, like, then, like, seeing the field as, you know, something, but then seeing the field as something entirely different. Like, I feel like they're kind of, like, similar, no? Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to quote the email, props to whoever did that setup. <laughs> to props, indeed. Yeah, so. Wow, that house one is crazy. Yes. IV bags. I, like, I kind of almost feel like it was, like, a, like, a, I don't know. It sounds like a hospice situation. 
Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an at-home which, hospice situation. Which ties into the other story. I know which to- guys. <sighs> Odd fam, are you all you hanging out incredible. without us? Are those? You are guys I- are incredible. <laughs> incredible. So yeah. So a big thank you to again to this listener for sending that in as well, and to the other listeners as you know those were incredible. What a cool listeners episode, right? And like perfect for Spookalabook season. I'm pumped. I know. Yes. And also, uh, so close to Halloween when this airs. Yes, it is, isn't it? That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But it's, uh, wow. Oh, my God. I, I feel like that, this one about the bus is, like, in the house. I just feel like that's, a, it does have big Montgomery energy. Big Montgomery energy. Like, I can picture that shit from Montgomery. Yeah. 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 But it's, and it's I too, so spooky. And I, too, had zero interest in what was going on on the bus. <laughs> and I looked out the window, put on my headphones, like actual yeah. headphones, because those were the days. Had my CD player, yep. sizable. Um, we love a throwback. Yeah, my brother, when we had a Walkman, my brother taught me because he would color his CDs. And I couldn't figure out how he would do it. And he would pop open the the Walkman. Oh, and let it and then just. He would put like a something in, so it thought it was clicked in, and then he would hit play and just put a sharpie down, and that's how he would color it. That's so cool. I love Those that. Those were the days, man. I thought I was the shit because I had headphones that were like, not like the ones that I prefer now, where there's like a like a headband to them, but they were mm. like two orbs that physically like hooked onto your ears, and then there was just like a bunch of. St- wires hanging oh down. i remember those yeah i loved those yeah i also was zero percent interested on anything that happened on the bus oh yeah I, and i, I was didn't always care. i was always like the last fucking stop always I, my neighbor we i lived on a, a main road and yeah. it was always me and my neighbor who was the same age and we were always either the first stop or the last stop yeah. It, like, we were, it was never, like, we weren't somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I was just, like, last all around. I don't know what happened. I don't know why that was happening to me, but yeah. The only so, thing like, I remember from the bus, I don't remember, like, specific details of being on the bus for some reason. Except for, like, maybe when I got a little bit older. I but like I remember constantly, the only thing I always consistently remember is sprinting to the bus. Uh, and my neighbor... His backpack open, an Eggo waffle in his mouth, his mother yelling at him from the door, running to the bus. I love that. I love that so much. Well, yeah, I was the opposite. I was always, like, 15 minutes early to the bus stop. But I'll tell you what, one time I wasn't, and I had to run back to the house and get something for a project. And then I was running back to the house, and I tri- or to the bus, and I tripped and fell. And then the kids on the bus laughed at me, and the bus pulled away. Isn't That's that so cold. Awful. So my mom took me. I was pissed. Capital P I S S E D. Pissed. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. I yeah. The memories of the, we always had. I think I had the same bus driver for like a few years. Yeah. And they he would have never done that. No, mine like wouldn't either. I'm That's... pretty sure they had like a sub bus driver that day because Terry was the man and he loved me <laughs> and we were tight and I hope you're doing well today, <laughs> Terry. Like yeah. Terry wouldn't have let that happen to you. She was a great guy. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, long story short, everybody. <laughs> Anyways, for... support support bus drivers. Yeah, sure. That, because they have to put up with a lot of shit from kids. Also, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> and get them everywhere safely. Actually, just real quick, one more funny story. I remember we were on River Road one time on the bus, oh and, like, this asshole started just, like, flooring it out of their driveway in front of the bus. And Terry full-on, like, stopped the bus in front of their driveway while they were at the end of it, got out, and started, like, screaming at them. Cause that's very dangerous. It is. It's like I just remember because like we always had to open the windows because there was no AC and it was always like oh, so on hot on those goddamn buses. And, and t- I just remember hearing him being like, "There's fucking kids on the bus, man. What are you doing?" <laughs> also, because they don't. Uh, some of our listeners don't know River Road in literally was right next to a river and is incredibly narrow. So narrow, so bendy, and high speed. It's like forty-five or fifty on that on that road, and it's like why? Yeah. <laughs> why? It's literally why? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's, um, it's a very it's a highly trafficked, very dangerous road. <laughs> big time. So and, so yeah. Terry was just trying to protect the fucking kids on the bus. D- Terry had it. Terry was not dealing with that. Terry had it. Dude, t- Terry. It had been a day for Terry. So That's anyway, right. um. Where was wow, I but going? all your, all your stories were yes. so great today, gang. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm like, anyway. You're like, <laughs> now that we've been talking about the buzz, I feel like I'm transported. That story, honest to God, transported me. It was Dude, beautiful. Sometimes I just go in and like think about rereading it. Now that we've done the listeners episode, now I, now I can reread it <laughs> over and over instead of like right. saving it because we've already covered it. So. Anyway, everybody, we love hearing from you. Um, if there's anybody else who has other stories, or if these people have more stories, that's cool, too. Whatever. We yeah. love hearing from you guys. Social, our email you, is in the description. Yeah. Hit us. You guys send in the best stories. They're always they're always so incredibly written, and they're so funny, and they're so enjoyable. Please send us all your stories. Also, they're always so fucking nice to us. To us? I, oh, look at all I these know. nice things. Also, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, you're you're just listening you. to two dumb dums talk every week. That's exactly right. But we have fun doing it. So we do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think I'm gonna go um, melt for a while after these stories. You know. I have to go lay down. Yeah, I'm gonna lay down. I maybe have some orange juice. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that would be good for me right now. But and you know. honestly, if you guys go to if you guys go out in public and you feel a weird feeling about somebody, or you feel like he was a pretty weird guy. Trust your gut, man. <laughs> they probably are pretty weird. And uh, yeah, you know, look out for girls on school buses. <laughs> yeah, look up, That's... look out for girls who just come and plant one on you and then walk off the bus like it's nothing. <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> Disappearing, leaving us to wonder. Fine. Yeah. All right, yeah, but and, uh, and watch out for uh, ghosties in your house. You know, ghosty ghosties in your house. And until next time, stay strange. Ha, 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 ha.